You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Peer Pleasure Podcast. This is our very first episode, so welcome. We're glad to have you. Subscribe if you can. Uh, We're going to be posting every week with a new guest. Today, I am extremely excited to have my guest, Andrew Forsman from The Fall of Troy. I know many of you have heard that man. They just finished a world tour after releasing their album, OK, which they went on a hiatus and came back, released the album as a gift to fans, pay what you want. Uh, It was very successful. The tour was very successful, and it was great to see those guys playing back together again. Uh, In this episode, we go into a lot of things. We go to a lot of places, um, some dark, some not, uh, dealing with some demons, uh, drug abuse, um, and a little bit of everything. So I'm really excited and proud of this episode. Uh, I'm really excited for Andrew and his accomplishments, and glad to have him on so you guys can, can check it out as well. Just a reminder, we are at peerpleasurepodcast.com. You can find pictures, show notes, everything you need. Our Twitter's on there, uh, our Twitter feed, everything else. Uh, We are on SoundCloud. You're probably listening to this on SoundCloud right now. SoundCloud.com slash peerpleasurepod. Twitter at podpeerpleasure and Instagram peerpleasurepod. And once again, if you do have any comments, questions, uh, suggestions, peerpleasurepod at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us, a, send us a line there, and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Anyways, here's my conversation with Andrew Forsman from Fall of Troy. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Everybody, the Pure Pleasure Podcast. I'm joined today by Andrew Forsman from the Fall of Troy. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Great to see you. Yeah. Good to see you too, buddy. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for coming on the show. Yeah, of course. It's been a lot of years. I yeah, 2006 or 2007. Somewhere I in there, don't yeah. remember. Yeah, I probably I would guess seven because I think Manipulator had come out 
And yep. so I think that would have been in 2007, but I have no, we could look this up online. I, but, <laughs> but yeah. So maybe yeah. like 10 years, a, a yeah. little under 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, since that too, or like, I've never, you, you have been a known en- entity to me. Like there, some people you meet on tour and you're like, I think that guy did merch for somebody, you know what I yeah. mean? But like you, you have always stuck out in my mind, you know, as a, uh, somebody who I'll always remember yeah. from that tour. So, nice. So that was ten, a good ten, tour. Yeah, it was great. What was it? The So-So Gangs Tour? That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Some ridiculous. I remember name. it was the bottom of the hill, mm. San Francisco. Uh-huh. We were all meeting there. That's where the tour was starting. Right, yeah. And there's some cool videos on YouTube from that show, which I was surprised I should, to see. There's I like five or six up. songs yeah. done really well. But we, we'd never met you guys. We, we heard about you guys from... Uh, multiple promoters and yeah. stuff like that, like uh, <laughs> Jeff King Banana and town. Yeah. I was like, you got to hear this band. They're yeah. insane. And we listened to it. We're like, this is insane. But we never played shows together or anything. It yeah. never worked out that way. We'd go up to Bremerton. We'd go up to Tacoma. Yeah. But you guys were always doing your own thing. And and then uh, you guys, yeah, so that, so Bottom of the Hill, San Francisco, everyone walks around the corner and it was like, Wow, that's the guys. Okay, I don't know. I don't have. Any, <laughs> yeah. We had no way to research that, really. I was like, okay, who's that, that? Who's that? That first like day of tour, like yeah, sniffing out who does what and who's who and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those those were always interesting. And we uh we met up and then uh you guys went in sound checked and that's when I actually got to see you guys play, mm. which was awesome. And then I remember Thomas took us in the green room and wanted to play manipulator because it wasn't quite out yet oh that's probably right and yeah. he would played it maybe like twice yeah and everyone's kind of coming in and out and he's like check out this song check out this part <laughs> check out this part he's he's like air guitar yeah. and stuff and i was like man this guy's crazy that's which let's just put this out there right now like listening <laughs> making somebody listen to your album that uh-huh. isn't out yet and like sitting in the room listening oh yeah to it with them that's like my idea of hell <laughs> so like, like it's always been funny to me how stoked thomas gets on that because yeah. that's like my night i don't want to be there when somebody experiences the art that i've created yeah. or whatever so it's always been so funny to me when he does that too, because I'm just like, "Oh, that's horrible." Yeah, but. he's he's uh, he was dead. That was my first interaction basically <laughs> with Thomas, and I'd heard all these stories, you know, yeah. and and uh, but I was like, you know, fair shake, you know, yeah, and it's awesome, dude. But mm-hmm. it was hilarious because he's literally like picking up. Wait, wait, here it comes, here yeah. it comes. <laughs> you know, I forget what song it was. I don't. There's this insane part of the song. It's like a helicopter. With the with the guitars, like sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like a really fast yeah. scale, but it was so fast. And he's like, yeah. "Here it comes, here it comes," and he just started air guitaring with his eyes closed. Just like, this is in, in love with his guitar playing. Yeah, which is you know that's yeah. a pretty accurate description. Sure, uh, with, everyone, with good reason. I I wouldn't I won't say like sure if he he's not sucking on guitar, but it's always yeah. He, that's the only thing you hear from Fall Troy when you've never heard him before yeah. is. Oh, you got to check out this guitar player. Yeah, absolutely. But then you watch the band, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. It is a force. You know what I mean? Thank you. I was showing a guy at work today. You're, uh, there's some videos on YouTube. Cause he's like, who's your guest today? And I told him. He's like, I've heard that name. Mm-hmm. Crazy guitar player, right? And yeah. I was like, hold on. And I looked on YouTube, <laughs> and there's some like HD videos of from drum angle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Badass. Some, some guy threw me a GoPro or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So and like, it, or, or there's also some – they actually like filmed, I think, in – 
Georgia at like the masquerade or something. Yes, yeah. that's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. I yeah. we played that club yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. The three said we there's in, heaven, hell, and were we in hell? Yeah, yeah. We were in hell, yeah. and we, we last, were literally in hell. So two tours ago, we were in heaven. Now we're back. In now hell. you're back in hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So for anyone who doesn't know, the Masquerade is on the East Coast, and it's got three floors, I think, yeah. if I remember right. Yeah. And there's Hell, Heaven, and I don't there's remember. There's Purgatory. Purgatory. Between them, yeah. And so the smaller bands play in Purgatory. I think yeah. Heaven's the big one upstairs. Yeah. And when we played there with you guys last, Zach uh, had lost his voice for like yeah, that's, that's the entire right. month. Yeah. Him and I both got a viral infection yeah. in our chest, went through the hospital, still haven't paid that bill, by the nice. way, in Connecticut. Woo! But uh, yeah, Masquerade is hilarious. But anyways, I sent him the video of you playing. Yeah. And uh, he's like, man, not my cup of tea, but that drummer kicks ass. <laughs> that's and that's I was like, the best compliment, that's what you actually. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not into the screaming stuff or anything. Yeah. And he's not. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the drumming was fantastic. That's great. And I was man. like, that's what I wanted you to see. Yeah. Thank you know what I mean? Because without you. that, there's nothing. You know. Thank what you, I mean? nameless coworker. Nameless coworker. Yeah. Josh Zimmer is his Josh name. Josh Zimmer. Thank Look you. him up on Facebook. I will. I'll get, as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> He's one I've played all these podcasts for that haven't come out yet to see kind of get an uh, outsider's take on yeah, it. Yeah. So. He's he's like your litmus test if it's exactly if he digs it, it's good. Yeah. So, um, anyways, so we're in Portland, Oregon, where, yeah. where you live as well now. I live so here now. Yeah. What brought you here? Uh, girlfriend girlfriend yeah so uh we were dating long distance and then uh i had like you know not much of a life going on like like i said i was working at um a pet insurance company uh uh, and it was like a total entry-level job and then uh i was living in in like a sober house uh and so like no real permanent or no like uh commitment to to living somewhere and sure we said like um if it gets to the point where we should live in the same city, like I'll move down there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it did. And, and I did. And so I've been here like a little under a year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's great. That's crazy. Yeah. Literally down the street. Yeah. Well, so I saw Jason like maybe last year. Uh-huh. And uh, of course, like I haven't seen him since because I'm like really lame and I don't call people. But sure. Uh, he was like, you're living down here. And, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are, I guess. I don't yeah. know. He's back in Portugal, the man now. Oh, he is. Yeah, for the fourth time. I, I mean, that's that's awesome. Man. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Steele is like an amazing drummer. Yeah. So that that wasn't like a sad thing, but it's yeah. always nice. I mean, Jason was on that tour. Mm-hmm. I think that was his first tour, maybe, or 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 that was like on the So So Gangs tour. Yeah, or not, maybe not his first tour, but like it was still it was fairly right new the, for him. Yeah. yeah at yeah. that point. He hadn't yeah. been touring long. He'd been with them since the beginning, pretty much. Right. Once they added using drums. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They had recorded um, it with like electronic drums that mm-hmm. he played over what was already exactly or something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he, uh, yeah, he is, uh, he's one of the, the best drummers I've ever played with. I yeah. mean, we would just lock in to get, we would joke about it. Like he, he'd say <laughs> before uh, a show, he's like, all right, dude, who am I tonight? Yeah. I was like, John Bonham. Yeah. And he's I mean, like, always. <laughs> oh, all right, let's do this, you yeah. know? And uh, he totally, like, channeled these people. And we yeah. would literally get to the point where, and we hadn't been playing together that long. We yeah. would lock in. I didn't even have to look at him in these jams. And he would just, bam, bam. It was it was like clockwork. Yeah. And uh, we still talk about that. That's right. Just, dude, do you remember in Europe just locking in you, together? And See, so you, you see him not on an infrequent basis, I would guess. Yeah, I don't right see now. him. I don't see him very often. Oh, and, really? uh yeah. But I was over at Johnny's house, and, yeah. and uh, I was like, you know, house tour going to yeah. line up for tour and 
And uh, he's like, yeah, I think we're going to get Jason back. I was That's like, awesome. really? I'm awesome. happy to hear that, man. Yeah. I love he's got to be in there. Yeah. And uh, I mean, everyone's got issues and, and uh, needs a break every now and then, as you know. Yeah, for <laughs> but, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I wanted to talk about that, too. So you guys took yeah. a pretty long hiatus. Yeah. And uh, I don't I think it was like really probably like almost four years. Uh huh. So I don't know if it's that long, but it was it felt like a long time. Yeah. Yeah. To, like 2010 to right at the end of 2013. So mm-hmm. some something like that. OK. Four years. Because you guys I mean, I it was no surprise yeah. when I saw it because. After touring together, I mean, we all had fun collectively. Yeah. But you could always see the rifts in you guys. Yeah. A lot of it was kind of not so much public, sure. but it was public to the it's, bands it's on out. tour. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We, didn't, know. we didn't hold back. Like, yeah. I remember in, in our house up the road from here. Yeah. I, you and Thomas got into it. Yeah. Like, you were, I didn't know if you guys were going to play that night. Yeah. Like, it was the Deftones <laughs> night. Uh, you were on the tour of the Deftones. Oh, and you oh, guys yeah. come and hang out. And, uh, yeah, that was a really, gnarly tour like yeah start to finish what 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 happened there with you guys because uh, you guys were i mean i don't remember i mean i specifically i don't remember that night but yeah but that for tour. sure fueled by like alcohol yeah and, uh and just like disregard for anybody besides like each of our own personal agendas which yeah i i, I don't i can't like speak for anyone else's behavior on that tour except for myself but uh I was just fucking drinking a lot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just, I would get to a, like a blackout point and uh, just be mean or, you know, uh, antagonistic and stuff yeah. like that. And so, uh, th- I mean, that's the way it was for like a long, long time. Like probably like uh, four, four years, at least like four solid years of, of um, just like, gnarly substance abuse yeah uh, like what from... kind of what kind of stuff were you guys on? i've heard and being on tour with you guys i never saw it yeah besides well, so... weed and drinking yeah i never saw anything but i always heard rumors yeah i mean i was I'll... like oh shit those guys are in you know crushing up pills yeah. and all this shit and i was Definitely. like well on I, tour, we'll see about that you like, know? a tour would be the break yeah where we're like we're at home we knew drug dealers and stuff and yeah so we'd be like uh we'd be doing like a lot of oxy like opiates uh-huh. uh and mostly that and like um drinking and alcohol but like that was the the big thing was like opiates and uh then we'd go on tour and that'd be like a chance to kind of dry out from that we would just i'm using finger quotes here. yeah we would just <laughs> drink and and smoke pot um to, to great excess so like mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't have seen it on tour that much just because yeah. it was pretty rare that we felt comfortable enough, like putting it out there that we wanted oxy or whatever. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so it started with, you know, like just oxy again, finger quotes, yeah. just, just oxy. oxy. And, you know, uh, at some point oxy got too expensive. And so most of us or all of us moved on to heroin, uh, at varying stages, like Tim started doing heroin mm. the most first. And then like, I would probably say I was the second most. And then Thomas kind of came, I think later than us two. Uh, Frank our who had replaced Tim. Yeah. Frank, Black. Frank was like never into any of that stuff. So sure. uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty much just like the original three dudes, but yeah, I mean, that was like in the initial formation of the band 
that was like the main thing was it was always opiates Mm -hmm. um punctuated by being on tour and drinking like you know crazy yeah uh so yeah so it was it was a lot of that um i don't want roger to to take the whole thing down my dog almost just jumped on (laughs) we're here with roger as well if you hear whining (laughs) uh yeah see this is what he warms up eventually so then so that once the band broke up kind of we all did our own separate things or whatever and then uh for me like i got a little better i quit drinking but i was still doing i was smoking pot and uh and i would do pills and stuff and heroin and then eventually uh i just got to the point where like i was just doing heroin and then uh, I, you know, I got into like meth for a little bit towards the end. Yeah, man, really? I was, Dude, I was I had, full on. You're smiling through all this. But I had well, no well, idea. Because this I'm, is, I'm smiling because like I'm on the other side of it. Yeah, and, and it's such like a cliche classic. Like I was in a band and then I did drugs. You know, and uh, the the crazy thing to me is like we we had these like reunion shows. This is kind of skipping around a bit, but like I went to rehab like a month before we did these reunion shows after, you know, not playing together for years and the ones in Austin. Right. Yeah. And so like going into those, like I was so messed up on like heroin and just meth. And I looked gnarly. There's like a picture. We did like an interview for our hometown newspaper, the Muckleteo beacon. Uh And there's a picture they took like two days before I went to rehab where it's like, band back together everything's good you know like uh-huh. they've battled demons in the past but life's good now <laughs> and if you look at the picture of me like i'm just i'm a shell of a human uh-huh. and um yeah so it's just like uh i never would have planned that first off that i would have been a drug addict to that extent right and sure. then, then um, like right preceding these shows of where we reunited and, and had these amazing shows like I assumed I was going to go do those shows and and be high on drugs, but uh-huh. like external circumstances conspired uh, to where I went to rehab and and I the, I like got out of rehab and I had like five days between the end of rehab and playing these shows and so like the majority or the, and the entirety of me being back in this band has been me being sober and and it's been uh it's been fucking amazing and and it's just uh. It's so funny to me sometimes because I couldn't have written that. Like, there's no way I would have that. That's that's the the path that my life would have taken. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been I, I know uh, like my girlfriend always. She doesn't get mad at me, but a lot of times it's frustrating for her because like it's. The way I talk about it can sound really casual. Yeah, extremely. Uh, casual. Yeah. Um, and it's just because like, that's, I've been so close to my own like addiction and and drug use and stuff that it's really familiar to me. But like a a lot of times in public, she'll have to be like, you need to like, not talk about doing heroin (laughs) off of your voice (laughs) because like, it's not embarrassing, but she's just like, um, it's not appropriate always for social sure places so, wine and cheese part right exactly oh or, i was a heroin right yeah it. like when i was I doing fives. dope yeah yeah so <laughs> uh so yeah um but it, you know for me it's just it's what happened and, and i'm i think you know like i said earlier when you're still in it it's really uncomfortable to talk about but like having had a little time away from it uh i'm totally it's a part of my life that happened i'm sure. so grateful that it's not happening currently uh, and then it, I know for a fact, like it never has to happen again yeah. for me, um, pending like some, some stuff that is really simple for me to keep up, uh, like just 12 step fellowship yeah. type stuff. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, 
it's kind of like you know when you've been in the just the worst place ever and then you're not there anymore yeah i'm gonna i'm happy about it man i i love i never would have been sitting here right now talking to you doing yeah. this if that stuff was still going on so sure yeah, man. You might have been uh, dead at that point. Yeah, that yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, or something. Yeah, That's... I mean, what, uh, uh, you know, three of there were three really close friends of ours that mm -hmm. all died of overdoses within a, a span of maybe like three years, and uh, and it's gnarly, man. They're gone, and I I think about it all the time that. That's the end of the story for them, and and for yeah. sure that could have been the end of the story for me, and I I was lucky that. Uh, the external stuff, and it wasn't even anything. It wasn't like my parents and me not having a relationship that had that didn't get me into rehab. And, uh, you know, being like basically homeless, sleeping on people's couches, that didn't get me into rehab. It, yeah. it was my job telling me, like, we're going to fire you if you don't go to rehab. And then I thought, like, well, <laughs> maybe yeah. I'll give this I, if I don't have a job, I can't have money to buy drugs. And so, sure. yeah, it was it was the, it's the weirdest thing. I don't. Um, I try not to like worry about why it happened. It just, yeah. it happened. And, and luckily I was in a state of mind where when I was in rehab, I, I was willing to do what they said. Like all yeah. I did was do what they said to do. And sure. then I've been, you know, sober and happy. So yeah, man, it's, it's been a trip. Like that's the, that's, it's been the, uh, the biggest part of my life since it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you, you, I had no idea it was that serious as oh, far yeah. as, yeah. as those kind of drugs. I mean, my brother also had heroin addiction that yeah. stemmed from pills from a yeah, knee yeah. surgery. Yeah, I think that's We had no idea common. for years. Yeah. We thought he was just tired. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and acting weird. Yeah. But, you know, and I'd, I'd seen that Thomas did an interview with Craig from uh, Chiotos. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I didn't know how to take it because I, was like, I didn't think he was in anything that heavy either. And same with you. Like, yeah. So you always bought your drugs with money from work and stuff like did you have to oh I, no did you go down that road oh, don't, you... don't get me wrong like yeah i bought drugs with money from work but i like stole from okay i stole I... from the band i stole yeah. from like friends and family uh yeah like i wasn't i was not like a morally sure unmoral yeah no like i all the like um crappy stuff that drug addicts do like i did and... yeah yeah of course uh or maybe not of course but like definitely like i'm yeah. not i'm like a super generic drug addict like that's not <laughs> there's like no there's no special like aspects to you're the nickelback of music yeah and drug yeah, yeah exactly and, yeah yeah, yeah. So straight to radio much, yeah just like no <laughs> look no frills here yeah just like i'm gonna play the hit steal from the people that love you yeah uh you know steal from your job and, yeah. and just lie to everybody around you oh you know? my so, god dude so yeah and it you know when i when we went on tour like it wasn't it hadn't progressed totally to the like the that that level but it was like well on its way yeah and so uh but like I said, when we were beyond tour, you know, like the first week would be kind of uncomfortable because we'd all be like, or at least I would be withdrawing from like constant opiate abuse. But yeah. I drank so much that it kind of mitigated that. And yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, it just kept going like that for a long time. Okay. Cause I knew you were a drinker. Cause I, I always, yeah. you were yeah, always yeah. drunk. I mean, yeah. we had, and Tim too. Yeah, Tim, yeah. I never really saw Thomas that wasted, but yeah tim always had i i have to bring this up because yeah, I, it do. was the funniest I'll thing you, ever i'll tell you a tim story a recent tim story after you tell me okay this perfect one. so yeah. tim tim has an uncircumcised <laughs> penis and so we were staying <laughs> no at secret. a at a uh a, a squat house yeah, basically okay. you were already wasted like yeah, three yeah. sheets and every night wasted oh, yeah. and i was like how the fuck does he play that good like 
tight and just perfect. And I'm just watching it like it's Marvel. Like, mm. like how in the hell? And I'm like, pe- people have been doing that forever, you know, getting sure, really yeah. drunk and playing well. But I was going to get to, if you're on other stuff, how did that affect your drumming and things like that? Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. But um, he used to say, hey, you want to see the quarter trick? Oh, yeah, man. That's, that's and this classic. has happened multiple times with yeah. other bands. Yeah, this yeah. puppetry of the penis stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, I can put a ball in and drop it out yeah. on command. Yeah. So he'd be wasting. He's like, check this out. And he'd yeah. just pull his dick out. And it's like, oh, great. It's his dick. And then he just goes, cha-ching. And yeah. he had a quarter stuck into the foreskin. It's like, wow, these guys are drinkers. I, yeah, think, this is- I think he learned that from um, Heavy Heavy Low Low. Okay. I don't know if you, you We remember. toured with them yeah. with Boys in the Well. Yeah, yeah. Right they, after your tour. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you know those dudes. I, yes. Danny taught him that, that one. Yeah. But yeah, Tim, I mean um, – Tim like is still pretty gnarly. We just got done. We did like shows in Russia or whatever. And the the first show in Russia was actually in Belarus. Uh-huh. Uh, he like smashed his bass. I mean, blackout drunk for like you know three days in a row basically. Yeah. And then second song of the set smashed his bass. Like he there's video online too. Uh-huh. I I don't feel bad telling the story because it's it's already like out there. Sure. Um, he like throws the bass it's fine then he picks it up and like throws it again you just see the headstock like fly off into the crowd and uh and we we or previous to this in the tour we had said hey if you like if you get crazy some stuff had happened earlier in in like the u.s and we said if you get crazy you're going home and he had been kind of crazy up to that point but like that was that broke the, the the camel's back and so we we sent him home. We played like the rest of the shows in Russia. We had five shows uh, as a two piece, and it was it was really? gnarly, man. And so, uh, yeah, man. Like, as much as things have changed to some degree, like crazy stuff still, you know, occurred. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, as as uh, as recent as like three weeks ago, you know. Yeah. Because so, so, you yeah. ended the tour. You guys just did a world tour. But for Pretty all, much. yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Australia, U.S., U.S., Russia, yeah, and, and Europe. Europe, and UK. But did you yeah. go to Japan at all? We or didn't do like Japan. Okay. We never done Japan, which is still yeah, it bums me out. There's wow. a guy that wants us to come over there. Maybe we will. So Tim, maybe, maybe we will. Tim had, <laughs> Tim has three kids now. Yeah, yeah. So was this kind of a break from parenthood that oh, kind of sent him over? Like, uh, is he that way with kids around? I mean. I know he's always had issues. Yeah, that way, I don't, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can't like speak to his sure, home life. Yeah, I'm sure there's some aspect of like, I'm on tour. I'm gonna let it all hang. Yeah, out. let it fly, and this um, went too far. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's but it's the thing that I'd like. I would say this, and it was just lost, but it was like, um, we're getting paid for this. Like, this is a job. Like, treat it with a little bit of respect. Yeah, it's hard, you know. There's so much overlap in the music industry of like, have a good time. Yeah, that. You know, as much as you want to treat it as a job or as much as I wanted them to treat it as a job, mm-hmm. it's hard to just because, you know, every night you're given alcohol. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And, it, and it's it's not frowned upon there. I don't know any other job except for maybe bartender, but I don't think you're supposed to drink. When yeah. You're a bartender. But if they if the right, liquor yeah, you, commission yes. sees you're in trouble, yeah. no one else gives a shit. Right. Yeah. So like there's very few jobs where you can just drink and it's totally acceptable. And um, yeah. Yeah, and, that, and for me, you know, that caused me like, I remember being nineteen and sitting at a at a bar beneath the the Magic Stick. Is that the one? In yeah, Detroit? in Detroit. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had the bowling alley downstairs. Yeah. I remember sitting at that bar thinking like, this is great. I'm at work. I'm nineteen and I'm at a bar drinking, and and it was it was great at that time. But it, you know, 
there's uh, that like freedom to do that for somebody like myself or I would say like somebody like Tim who, you know, reacts poorly to alcohol or yeah. excess alcohol. Yeah. It's just it creates it creates Russia where, you know, you, yeah. you smash your base and then you don't you don't get to play the rest so of the you shows. So you're going to fucking Russia. Yeah. I mean – that that's intense i actually had that on my notes i wanted to talk about because you yeah. know everyone tours australia everyone tours europe sure, and yeah. done it a million times yeah it was probably awesome it was but <laughs> russia yeah touring in russia so tara Mellos, who we were on tour with together yeah, yeah. they did russia a couple times I yeah think. i've been reading stuff that they you make you submit lyric sheets and things like that uh you can't use profanity on stage and then also that the mob runs a lot of the like uh runs the venues Maybe. Mob hotels that you stay in, Probably. and they kind of like, well, if you want your drugs, you buy them from us, kind of thing, because they mean, do a lot of heroin over there. Yeah, I mean, we we went through the same. There's like a company called Booking Machine that we have gone through. The we did it, we did it last year, and then we did it this year. Uh -huh. and basically, what it is is like, um, they're like, okay, let us know or be fly in on this day, yeah, and then everything from that point till you leave, like we're gonna take care of. Okay, and so like. We're going to print all the merch. You guys will get 50% after uh, recoup. Yeah. And then we book all the hotels. Uh, we book all the transportation, like all the internal flights. Mm -hmm. We took a train from St. Petersburg to Moscow. They're like, we'll handle all that. We'll handle all the, the meals. And then here's what we're going to pay you on top of that. Yeah. And uh, they didn't make us submit any lyrics or uh, as far as like mob stuff, I don't know. But uh, like it sounds a little like uh, – scary yeah. maybe yeah but uh it was like the uh, we were treated so well and yeah. like the f the food was amazing the people we met were like so so supportive um so yeah man i a lot of like last year we played ukraine and they had mm -hmm. like all the border stuff going on yes. in russia and nikki was all worried about me going and uh it was just such a great experience and so like people always ask like wasn't it scary or whatever? Honestly, yeah. like it was so fun and like so great. I can at least like speak to this one agency booking machine. Yeah. Like they did a great job with us and, and I would, uh, I would go back there anytime. Like if they said like do 12 shows here, I would love to do it just because they, they were, yeah, there was no, like, it was just a great time. Mm -hmm. No, no fear whatsoever. So yeah, I don't know what other people's experiences have been, but mine might have been like overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Did they have security for you guys and stuff like that? I've heard. I'm I'm going yeah. off of a lot of stories that uh, if you're a Henry Rollins fan, he always talks oh. about going with the Rollins band over sure, there, and yeah. they weren't huge at the time. Yeah, but they had security. Like a kid tried to grab his backpack, and the security just flattened him and he's like who who the hell was that guy yeah but they're talking about the hotels they're all mob hotels and the yeah. mobs kind of run the the everything so there's these that, dudes in suits and that, and that might be more to do with like the time period that he went in because maybe it was the 90s so. yeah like i think right when they switched over from communism mm -hmm. uh our guide told us this that like it was a lot of mob influence and control yeah. for a few years in there where it was it was like lawless basically and you could kind of do whatever if you had the muscle to do yeah. it. But yeah, now it, I mean, it, it, I'm not going to say it was exactly like America because yeah. it's fairly different, but it wasn't like pretty docile. It just yeah. It was very tame. chill. I mean, there's obviously there's some crazy differences, but yeah. um, for the most part, man, it wasn't, 
I would imagine like touring in like Southeast Asia or South America mm-hmm. would be a little crazier than than Russia. Sure, it's, it's pretty like or Korea. Yeah, someplace Korea like or that or China or yeah, like I think those places are probably the the final frontiers of touring. Yeah. in Alaska. But you never felt like your your freedom was at risk <laughs> no, or anything not, like not that. All. It was I mean, just totally black. I mean, even all I'll even put this out there. Tim uh, had was taken into custody in the Moscow airport. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> and you know he's at home he's fine like he he they didn't hold him indefinitely this anything. was on the way home when you sent him well, home yeah we flew him he had to fly from minsk to moscow to to seattle or and he got detained he was uh doing something i don't know we think he just fell asleep in the middle of the airport and oh. passed out and they yeah so they you know they took him into custody but they didn't they weren't like you know dirty american or you yeah. know anything like that like, or maybe hey, they were but on? they let him go so yeah it was a. Uh, I, I love Russia. I would I would go back there today. Dude, yeah. that's awesome. That's good to know. Yeah. I think a lot of bands like to hear that because, yeah. I mean, it always gets a bad rap, I think. Yeah. And, and it's just from I hundreds think, and hundreds of years of yeah. horrible things happening yeah, there. Which the American, like, Russian. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we had a great time. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a thing about in uh, in uh, Korea where uh, another thing Ron was, Ron's was talking about was um, they teach people that, like, the Kim Jong Un or whoever uh, yeah. invented the space program, right, invented yeah. mathematics, everything. Yeah. So who knows who who knows what over there? Right. But, yeah. Um. Anyway, so you guys are pretty much. You you talk about you know hey this is a job we're getting paid to do this yeah. with Tim and stuff. You guys kind of are your own boss now because you self released yeah. this last the okay all four versions of it right there's yeah. there's two mixes and then two instrumental mixes right, the same yeah. yeah yeah deal just instrumental yeah yeah it's, okay yeah. And I wanted to talk about with that. Sure. Uh, so Radiohead did the pay what you want right. thing yeah, a long yeah. time ago, and I don't think they'd ever do it do it again. I don't know if they have or not. I yeah. remember they said we're not doing that again. Yeah. Were you guys successful with that? Like, were you surprised at, or did literally everyone get it for free? I, the vast majority got it for free. Okay. For sure. Um, but the like subset that paid for it made up for whatever costs went into it and mm-hmm. then some. So it was profitable yeah. immediately. Whereas with like a record label, you know, you're... What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their 10th studio album, Vows, out May 10th, featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on the 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. First new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equalvision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and Be Well's new 7-inch now.
What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. 
So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. I don't know. I don't think we've recouped on any of the albums that we did with EVR. Yeah. Like I, I think doppelganger is probably closest and I'm, I did the math like a year ago or two years ago, and it was like if it keeps selling how it's been selling for uh-huh. a year, it'll be like six more years until we recoup on that. Oh, that's insane! And so, uh, yeah. So for me, like, um, I would call it a successful release. Yeah. I'm sure there's other people who, by some other metric, would say, uh, "Well, you, you kind of fell short here," but yeah. like, really, it wasn't about uh trying to have like a profitable release or anything the the and this like sounds so crazy in like the music industry of today maybe yeah. or or just the capitalist like you know society that we live in which is it's fine it's what we live in but sure. the idea was just to give the people who have supported us for years something to listen to for free like, like that gift, and I had the, yeah and just you know and it felt right and uh and we could do it because we were not under contract and mm-hmm. so uh yeah, just I, I'm really happy with how it came out. And there's a there's a few more or at least one more thing that we want to do. We want to um, we're going to release all the stems for it so that people can like, you know, remix or sample or do whatever they want with it. Like uh-huh. and that I think will be the final thing that we'll do with it. And it'll be like I, in my head, I've been picturing it like a um, snake, like eating its own tail. Right. Like we gave you the full album, then we gave you instrumentals. And now we're going to give you the like bare bones of the album yeah. and that's it. Like then now you have everything that there is to have yeah. and uh, do with it whatever you want. Like, yeah. So uh, I think we'll probably do that in the next like month or two before Christmas. For okay. Sure. Um, but yeah, like I think just off our website, we had, I think it's probably around 35 or 36,000 downloads, a fraction of which people paid yeah. money for, but, but uh, that's still a good release. Yeah. Right well, there. And, and with, you know, very little publicity or, you know, we didn't have a PR agent behind the release or yeah. anything. And from finishing recording to release was like a month, mm-hmm. a month and a half maybe, which is like, that's unheard of in the music industry to, to finish an album. Like the, the last drum hit was recorded or yeah. whatever. And then to have it put out like all done, you know, released a month and a half later. I don't know if that happens it's very often. So not, not nowadays. Yeah. yeah so not of that quality. Either. Right. Well, yeah, I don't, and you know, I have I go back and forth on the quality. It probably we could probably could have gotten it to sound better, and and stuff like that. But um, it wasn't so much about that as just like putting it out. Yeah. So, so yeah, I quick and dirty. Yeah. Um. So to get back to your original question, I would <laughs> I would call it a success, and yeah. I would do it again for sure. Like awesome. no no question about it. You yeah. Know? Um, I don't think any of us are looking to make. It would be great if we made full time money from mm-hmm. this, but that's just not realistic for a band. Uh at our level with a limited amount of touring that we are available to do like yeah. with family and mm-hmm. you know, I'm in school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, 
I would do it again totally. So awesome for what that's worth. And we do we have some more stuff recorded um, that we will put out for free mm-hmm. sometime in the next six months. So yeah, that's awesome, and that's yeah. that's cool too because you. I mean, everything's becoming free now. Yeah, but I mean, so touring wise, yeah. touring wise, you embarked on this huge tour. Yeah. Did you keep your booking agent and everything else on board? Uh, so, management? And, uh, we have a different booking agent than we ended with. But you like, do have one. Yeah, and, okay. it, and he was the our original booking agent's assistant. Okay. So he's been familiar with us for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, and then management, we have uh, the guy that put the reunion shows together has been uh, doing... He's a buddy, right? Yeah, that, he's I a friend. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he has been like doing the logistics of stuff that we didn't want to do. Like, um, you know, getting the like packaging together for the vinyl yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um, and just kind of being like a general buffer between us and sure. You know, the, the liaison. people, yeah, the people that email, but, uh, I think actually moving forward, um, there's a couple more things he's going to like help finish up, but then moving forward, we're actually going to just do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, uh, that way, like, it's just us, you know what I mean? And yeah, and it'll be uh, probably on a smaller scale than it is now even, but I think we're all okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, everything's kind of up in the air right now. Just, you know, the the last contact we all three had as a band was Tim smashing his bass and then sending him home. So yeah. uh, we haven't, like, had a band meeting since then or anything like that. And sure. So, yeah, it is. It's kind of up in the air. There's some stuff we know for sure we're going to do, but, yeah, um, yeah we're... I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely not the end of the band, but it's we're at like one of those uh, crossroads. I yeah, or an impasse. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, exactly. Where you don't know what's going to happen yeah. next, kind of thing. Yeah, we haven't talked about it at all. So, well, um, it, and Australia was good. Yeah, US yeah. was good. Europe was everything was status quo pretty much. I, I mean, mean, doing it sober. I mean, yeah. Tim's still drinking. Yeah. Is Thomas is sober. He's drinking. He's drinking, but yeah. he's off drugs, somewhat enough yeah, to where sure. it, enough. was it. How was it for you doing that, being the straight guy now? I mean, I, for the uh, longest time, not being. Yeah. I mean, world tour. I for mean, sure. It's a lot of time. Uh, it got a little, a little stressful, but um, this is like something I, I had to explain to Tim one time. Like, he mm-hmm. asked me, like, how does it feel having to, like, push that down all the time? Like, uh, having to consciously think, like, I'm not going to drink today or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's not how it is for me today. For me, it's just like, I just live and then I do whatever I'm going to do. And sometimes I think about like, oh yeah, I used to drink. Um, and then most of the time I don't, like most of the time I just live life. Like I imagine like somebody normal, quote unquote yeah. normal would. Uh, so yeah, it, I think it was probably about as stressful as it, or maybe not, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but like, um, I was more present. And so, uh, there's more stress involved in like being aware of what's going on around you at all times. Yeah. But, but it was fine. Like I didn't, there wasn't moments where I, I never thought like, oh, I'm going to not do this. Yeah. Um, or like I need to like freak out or something. Sure. Yeah. It was, it was pretty fine. Uh, you know, and I, I do, I stay in touch with a lot of the other dudes from the 12 step fellowship yeah. I'm in. And so, uh, like there's emails going back and forth about things mm-hmm. that are going on. And yeah. I, I just, uh, as much as possible while I was out there, I stri- tried to like keep that part of my life going. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so like I went to a meeting when I was in Australia. Like that, that was cool. I've been to 
meetings on a few continents now. That's like, rad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like stuff like that is great. And um, yeah, man, it just uh, it's just a day to day vibe. And yeah, yeah, it was it was not a big deal. And you know, uh, a lot of that too is like our tour manager. Uh, he had like a drink throughout the tour. So you know, like the other dudes in the band are off drinking, but yeah. like I always have, there's usually somebody I'm hanging out with, and even if sure. not, that's fine. And yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Well, you think like the 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 way I see it from what you're telling me, you know, I'd, I've I've more than likely been the straight guy on tour most <laughs> of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, we had you know no drinking rules and stuff when we first yeah. started playing, and all this it was just bullshit. It was yeah. ridiculous. But it seems like you'd have this like underlying anxiety almost all the time of of what's going on around you because you're not used to having it. But mm. but the way I'm seeing it, how you're presenting it is maybe all that outside influence distracted you enough. What kind of canceled out the anxiety and the thought because you're experiencing everything. Maybe you didn't have time to think about, okay, I'm not going to drink today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you still had maybe the desire like, oh, like I want a beer or maybe you didn't, but maybe that brought it around full circle to where it basically can't like noise canceling headphones, sure, you know? Yeah. There's enough of a hum yeah, that it generates to cancel out the that, outside noise. That could be, yeah. I mean, uh, even when I'm at home, though. Yeah. Like, you know, life's real chill right now. Like, it's just not something that comes up for me mm -hmm. with any real, like, um, urgency. Like, yeah. ever. Which is crazy. I never thought that that's how my life... You know, for a long time, I woke up every day and I thought, like, I'm going to drink today or I'm going to do heroin today yeah. or whatever. Um, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to do those things. Yeah. And... I never thought I could like have a life where that wasn't true. Just, just like Tim, you know, asked me like, how do you stuff that down every day? Like yeah. I couldn't, I don't think I could stuff it down every day, but like, luckily I don't have to. It's just not yeah. even, it's not even there. So, uh, yeah, it's just never throughout the whole tour. It never was like a viable thing where I was mm -hmm. like, man, a drink sounds good right now. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It's weird, man. I never, you know, um, but prior to like being in a 12 step fellowship, yeah. I thought like, man, that is, that stuff is bullshit. And it's like, so cultish <laughs> yeah. and just ridiculous. Cliche. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then like having been in one, um, for a while now, or at least, you know, a few years, uh, it's nothing like I thought it would be. And, and in a, in like the best ways possible. Yeah. So, um, and I, I get that people still think that it is like, you know, cultish or whatever. And that's mm -hmm. fine. Like, it doesn't matter. The, the the truth of it is like, it's changed my life in a way that is, is my parents tell me on a regular basis, like, you, you are so much better for everything around you yeah. uh, now. So for whatever it's worth, like, uh, cult, not cult, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter to me. Uh, it, it's been good for me. So. How much did your parents know of what you were doing? I mean, uh, do they know the extent? I'm sure they yeah, know yeah. now, but when it was happening, did they know? Like I think they had an idea. And then um, towards the end, they knew like pretty explicitly, yeah. at least like that it was going on full time. Mm -hmm. um, there was like a really, uh, really sad Christmas Eve that like my parents found out I was doing heroin again. And it was it was like, you know, on Christmas, on Eve. Christmas Eve, man, it was so bad. And so uh, it was like that kind of that. I mean, that's. You know, like I said earlier, like, yeah, I'm kind of like a garden variety drug addict. But like, yeah. It was just like those horrible, sad moments that you would see on like a TV show or something. Yeah. And uh, so they knew and and they uh, to their credit, they weren't like 
they, they set really strict boundaries and they didn't hide it from the people in their lives. You know, they, when my mom told me there was a period when her friends would ask you like, what's going on with Andrew? She'd be like, Oh, he's a heroin addict. And, uh, you know, we don't talk to him very much cause he's yeah. doing heroin. Uh, so yeah, so they, they knew pretty, yeah. pretty, uh, specifically. Um, and I'm, you know, our, I talk to my parents, uh, weekly, if not multiple times a week. Yeah. Uh, we have a, you know, pretty good relationship, I would say. Uh, so yeah, it's, you know, all, yeah. all in all, like much better now. That's but, awesome. Cause yeah, yeah. you, I mean, you came out of it on the other side and that's yeah. what's important. I mean, yeah. regardless of what happened or mistakes or what led to it or yeah. whatever, you're out on the other side now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're back in school. What are you going to school for? Uh, electrical engineering. Yeah. Electrical engineering. Yeah. So, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm just taking like math and science classes. Yeah. It's, I, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I never thought, again, never thought I would be back in school at the age of 31. But, yeah. Um, my, my mom went back to school and she was in her 40s. And so uh -huh. I always knew like, oh, you could do it as an adult. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's Portland Community College is great. Go Panthers, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's where I got my yeah. degree from. <laughs> yeah. After that. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Uh, feel really lucky that I get to to have that chance to um, to study it. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see where it leads. Uh, if nothing else, it'll be a nice, nice like thing to have yeah. available. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Do you have good. to go on to like PSU? Yeah, and that's finish I'll, and I'll stuff? be going to PSU. I okay. Think. They have a pretty good uh, electrical engineering program. I yeah. Think, so, yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be what it is. But yeah, I'm enjoying it so far, and it's been, you know, going back to school when you actually want to is like so much better <laughs> than being in school when you don't want to. So exactly, dude. Yeah. yeah so that's been uh, <sighs> it's been really nice. And that you know, great facilities and stuff like that. Yeah, that's one thing I love about Portland. Like I, I've been to some of the Seattle area community colleges, and they're they're fine. But like, PCC is real nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome, dude. I yeah. I I, uh, I don't have a whole bunch more. That's this okay. is really this has really been good. I mean, um, I wanted to know kind of back on the music level yeah, too. Yeah. Is is uh the industry is changing big time. I, yeah. I was talking to, uh, uh, another guest before and, and, uh, about kind of how the world's gone full circle. It's gone from when music was just getting out there back in the old days, yeah. you had a single, like we need a single. Yeah. And then you went and toured in a car on that single. Yeah. And that's all people had. They bought this little record with a little 45. Yeah. And then the sixties and seventies came along and people wanted these super, uh, intense albums yeah. and the album was king yeah the album yeah. was king and you got the album and you sat yeah. and listened to the whole album yeah and now it's come full circle again yeah. and now everyone just wants a single or you know i just want this song and this song off the record don't need the record i mean record's not even right. a word anymore yeah. it seems like do you feel that from your your standpoint that from people we could just put out singles for the rest of our career i mean i honestly haven't hadn't considered that but you're probably right it's the thing, the more and more like, or the older and older I get, the more and more I realize like my tastes in music are so far removed from what people pay for or, or want. Yeah. Like, um, like I listen, I don't even listen to, I listen to like ambient electronic music now. Uh -huh. I love it. But like, like Tycho and stuff. Yeah. But even weird. I mean, Tycho's like, I love Tycho. Yeah. Like the stuff I put on, like my girlfriend is just like, why? Why does anyone <laughs> like this? Like this is just annoying. And so, uh, and I love it. And so, 
I have this thing where I realize like what I like isn't what sells uh-huh. or, you know, like I know these, these musicians aren't selling like hundreds of thousands of copies or maybe yeah. not even tens of thousands. Uh, and so I have to, um, it, it makes me almost like completely remove myself from any like commercial or like monetary aspect of being in the music industry because mm-hmm. what I like doesn't sell clearly. And so then my like picker is broken basically. So, and that's why it was really nice to release that album for free because then it was like, who cares if it sells or not? Like yeah. we're not even worried about it. And so, uh, it was all just a nice bonus, but, um, yeah, man, the, when I, the stuff that I see doing really well now for the most part with definitely some exceptions, like Portugal is a great example mm-hmm. of a band that it seems like they're doing really well. And, yeah. and the music is great. And I, and I understand why people dig it. Uh, but a lot of the stuff that I see, and especially in like the, the post hardcore scene that the fall of Troy resides in, yeah. I don't get it. And, and it's, um, it's boring to me. And so I don't know, man, I have to re- like totally remove myself from that mm-hmm. and just, uh, do things because like, I think on principle it's right. And so yeah. again, like releasing it for free just felt that felt like the right thing to do. Um, but maybe we should just put out singles for now. And like, yeah, I because mean, I, I know for sure people like specific songs off the album more mm-hmm. than anything else. And maybe if we just only put out one song that's super strong, yeah, that would be the move. Yeah. I and I haven't considered it, but thank you for the well, idea. That, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, I'm seeing it with everything now, you yeah. know, like, uh, you know, my stepdaughter's 16 yeah. and then she, you know, her iPod, you go through her iPod and it's, you know, oh, you have this artist on here. I click on it. It's one song. Yeah. Click on it. It's one right, song. Yeah. Mine, I have a 160 gig iPod and I have full discographies. And yeah. like, you know, because I love having the full right. thing, you know, and and uh, I know what goes into making it and, yeah. and all this stuff. But today's culture, I mean, it's just fast food, drive through, give it to me as fast yeah. as I can. You know, Louis C.K. talks about that shit all the time. Oh, yeah. I, yeah pissed at your phone because it won't it's got to go to space yeah Give jesus christ yeah you're in something that's gonna fly you through the air to another country you know yeah. and it's taking 45 minutes who cares yeah but it's just uh, everything's on demand yeah really there's on demand health care now you can get your doctor appointment on your computer yeah. with no waiting is that zoom care zoom care yeah. or whatever it is yeah and it's awesome to have access to that stuff but like i've said on other episodes too is I don't think our brains are meant to handle the amount of information we have. Yeah, no way. You know, I don't need to know about the the kid that fell off a skateboard in Virginia and all this, you know, on my way to work. Yeah. And then I'm doing my regular job, have my other shit going on. I don't does, think we're meant to handle it. Does it make you feel old? Yeah. Because it makes me feel old as hell. Yeah. And, like, and I know, uh, you know, Matt Pryor has talked about this on his podcast, uh-huh. but he talks about how his daughter, like they don't, his kids don't care about TV or like TV personalities. They're into YouTube yeah. people. And maybe you know this with like your YouTube family famous, or, man. Yeah. But like, that's a thing to me. I don't, I get it. Like mm-hmm. on a, I get it on, uh, like a nuts and bolts level. Like these people have funny videos on YouTube, Yeah, but it's so far removed from whatever media relationship I had growing up mm-hmm. that I can't like, I don't watch I don't subscribe. I don't subscribe to channels on YouTube or mm-hmm. I guess. what. Uh, and so that's when I feel old. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the kids are into some other stuff that I don't I like. I, I've been riding the bus recently and yeah. I hear kids talking and I'm like, yeah, you're speaking English, but yeah. I 
your your conversation is so far removed from any reality that I live in that like clearly this is another generation and it's weird. It's uh this happens to humans always, yeah. right? People get old and they get disconnected from the younger crowd, but mm-hmm. uh it's it's one thing to know that logically and another to experience it. And yeah. Then, yeah. So uh like again, going back to like the music industry stuff, I don't there's no way I'm ever going to keep up with like what's hot or cool or the good way to do it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think like, I just have to go with the stuff that I like believe in my heart is the right way to do it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that would be my approach. I'm sure people at labels and PR people yeah. and all, all sorts of other people would have different, uh, ideas about that. But I just, I know like what feels right to mm-hmm. me. And so I'm going to always try to do that. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, I haven't been on stage with a band since like uh, 2007, 2008. Yeah. After taking that time off and you get back on stage, are you yeah. seeing just cell phones pointing at you all, all over the place or uh, is it still yeah. pretty organic? No, a lot of cell phones lot for of cell sure. Phones. Um, I'm trying to think of the, like, the major differences. I mean, GoPros too. Like That's another thing. We, mm-hmm. we had like a flip camera. You know? I yeah. don't know if you remember those. I things. do. I still have it. Yeah. Uh, I have mine downstairs. Flip share or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, sometime in between us having that and now like cell phones got good enough that video was good. And then, uh, and I think I had a Blackberry uh-huh. the last time that I was like on tour before the break, yeah. you know, even though iPhones had come out, like I didn't have one. And so yeah, like that was a big thing coming back. Is that like, uh, you know, cell phone technology is way better. Mm-hmm. Actually it was funny, man. The, the band we were just on tour with in, uh, Europe, tiny moving parts, uh-huh. they're like younger. And they were like, did you guys ever tour, like before GPS and how, <laughs> how did you do it? And I was like, yeah, you know, you just like print out map quest directions uh-huh. and have, and have a map yeah. like for the whole tour. So yeah, we had a, yeah, we had a big binder of map quest and then we had a, a map of the U S uh-huh. and, and you just like, it wasn't always as quick or as direct, but like it worked and dude, we were like, man, that was it. They were like, that's a nightmare. I never would have done that. Like, yeah. And then they were like, what happened? You know, we were telling them about sidekicks, you know, like, Oh my God. When, when yes. Sidekicks came out and you could look up map quest on your sidekick. And then we got like a Garmin, you know, uh-huh. and like it's, it's yeah. So it was, it was funny to hear a, a band we were tour with, yeah. like not knowing that that, and I'm sure like even my, like, Oh, we print out map quest directions. There's dudes that toured before that, that would be like map quest. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like, we just had to look at it on a map and like, you know, stuff like that. So Dude, yeah. that's what we did. We had, we had, I, I hate talking about this cause I'm a union <laughs> man now, but we actually used to call Walmart the embassy oh, uh-huh. because there's one in every town you yep. didn't know. Yeah. And it had a bathroom, uh-huh. 24 hours, food, video games. It was a paradise yeah. and a parking lot yeah, to sleep in. Absolutely. So Rand McNally makes a map a uh, uh, atlas for walmart that shows you where every walmart is <laughs> that's awesome so we bought that yeah. and used it for years that's i mean that's oh it's pe- the best people are still sleeping in walmart yeah bands are still looking at walmart they just do it yeah through like google maps or whatever now. exactly yeah. oh my god I, I have a couple stories i wanted to ask you about okay one this is like something i was thinking about washing the dishes earlier do you remember and I don't think John would care about this story, but do you remember the deer skull in your guy's van? Yes. Do you remember the story about how he got it? I remember he was out in the woods and just grabbed it 
he, the story he, he told he, well, he wanted to watch it decompose or whatever right, and the stuff yeah. to melt off the bones and he well, the story i remember is that he went to pull it off of the dead deer or whatever uh-huh. and like a herd of deer surrounded him and he climbed a tree yeah. and waited for the deer to disperse and then went back down and like continued ripping the skull <laughs> and i like that has stuck with me since then because yeah. it's like such a wild story but i you know how they say like you misremember st- the the longer time goes like the more you misremember it. But yeah, I don't know if I misremember like a fishing it story. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember him talking about how hard it was to get the head off. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that was was fucked up for me was. And I've done this to moose and stuff like that. You huh. find one in the woods, it's yeah, rotting away. Yeah, you, yeah. you mess with it, of course. But the fucked up thing was when he was telling me the story. Like, like is that a what is that a deer skull? <laughs> In the van. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was his underneath in the in the yeah. for people who tour the Ford vans. You could build a bunk bed in it, and underneath you could have the. Uh, it was we called it the womb. Yeah. Because all you there. could hear is the hum of the road, yeah. and it lulled you into sleep. Uh, John stayed under there once. We got him and Joe got in a fight. We had to drop off a fear before a tour, uh, in North Carolina, and drove straight home. <laughs> and I think John got out twice from the from the womb. <laughs> To pee. Just a quick pee, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. and and that was intense. And that was his area. He had all his books down there and his lyrics and and he would always I mean Yeah. He'd always come out of there in some various form of clothing, whether it was just underwear or or you know, <laughs> and like throw his shoes on and go you, use the bathroom whatever and climb back in there. But but that skull was under there for a long yeah. time. And when he told me how hard it was to pull, I was like, You pulled it off the yeah. goddamn animal? He's like, Well, yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. I'm he always glad. did funny stuff. Yeah. I always got pissed. Those guys loved to. I was uh, oh so immature back then. But it's funny to think about. John and I almost got in a fist fight in a in a <laughs> convenience store once. That's, first over... off, that, that's the most like mismatched fist fight. Yeah. Ever. But anyway, he's, he's taking down some big dudes. He'll, oh, I'm not he'll climb I'm not up your back any, and beat you to the ground. I'm not saying anything against him. I'm but he's <laughs> just a. Oh, yeah. That would be an amazing like image. Yeah. Anyway. And yeah. It, we were, yeah, it was basically we were separated by the the uh, the chips or whatever. Yeah. And couldn't get to each other. It was over some stupid argument about what something was called or something like yeah. that. Like we just dug at each other, it's, and and it's just how it was. It's and tour. and uh, but yeah, that was that was hilarious. And and uh, he would just he would just do the weirdest things. And but it's just it's just who he was. He just yeah. is is a little different. Yeah. And he still is. Yeah. You know, he's grown up a lot, as I have, and and uh, we get along great. I yeah, and we hang out and stuff, and and we don't get any of those arguments anymore. Yeah, yeah. Should, we laugh about it. Yeah. There was a time I thought he called me Chris, but he called me a Pris. Yeah. And I liked it. This, Did you get mad about him calling you Chris? Chris. Yeah. And I remember doing this too. I said, "Who the." fuck is chris <laughs> and slammed the uh, van door and amazing. i think i almost hit nick klein's hand uh, in that but man. anyways but that was the yeah the deer story yeah. that was in there forever and the, the other image what's, I, what's I the have, other image you have this is just a real i'm glad story. you have images i have the same thing yeah. i see things and feel like i was there it's weird the the other one is just uh you and i feel like this probably happened at multiple venues but i i know it happened at uh el corazon uh-huh uh, you and Shay, yeah, throwing people off the stage, but you were kind of like Jazzy Jeffing them off, like <laughs> holding them by their like underwear, yeah, the, the top of their their shirt, and just like heaving them. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. I, that's I, I was mean, those, famous for that. Yeah. At the other club I worked at, uh, Emery would have me do stage mm. security for them. 
because they wanted to watch me grab kids by their yeah. belts with yeah. one arm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes two at a time yeah. and fucking throw just them into the them. crowd. Yeah. Just chucking them. Because especially like back then, I feel like the people coming to shows were they were wearing like youth medium, youth large yes. shirt. You know, people they were still all, made youth medium, youth large right, merch. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the weirdest things now is like we sell large. Like yeah. Large is our, our biggest seller. Yeah. I, we used to sell zero larges and a million youth larges. Oh. So just people have grown up and gotten bigger. Well, technology didn't didn't go along with the C. Do you remember the – I just said member. Do you remember? That's okay. uh, do you remember the – the uh, girl pants scene uh, of course, yeah. was when sidekicks were out. So yeah. instead of oh, having yeah. your slim iPhone and your girl pants, yeah. you had this it's giant massive. ass yeah. yep. from the sidekick sticking out. Yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was yeah, one thing I remember. Things have changed, definitely. Yeah. Uh, probably for the better, yeah. I, would, I would say. Yeah. Looking back, like I see pictures from back then and I think that was horrible. Yeah. What was I thinking? But, I'm but sure you still I'll just have your shorts on and go out oh, there yeah, and yeah. do it. You don't have those fashion faux pas that everyone else does no, out but, front. But, but uh, I'm still like gross and, yeah. you know, like a probably had like a Lloyd Christmas haircut going on or, you know, something <laughs> like that where it's just like not conscious of yeah. of image, which is fine. But it's embarrassing to look back. on. Yeah. So. But yeah. we all have it, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, awesome. I mean, that, you know, like you said, like nine years ago, uh, that was one of a, that was one of the most fun tours I ever went on. Like, it just felt like a good time the whole time. And then, uh, so cold. People, people ask us about that tour all the time, too. Yeah, it was cold. Yeah, it was winter, it was wasn't so it? So cold. Yeah. East Coast. Yeah. I remember it was like snowy in Cleveland mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, and like, like Iowa City. Yeah. Games Oasis. Games like, Oasis. Yeah. Almost getting stuck. Yeah. First time I ever yeah, had Jimmy John's right. was right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, remember when Jimmy John's wasn't everywhere yeah like that oh it's a college town they'll have a jimmy yeah, john's here exactly yeah what's jimmy john's it's like yeah. subway but it's way better it's way better yeah i remember thomas putting like five dollars worth of nirvana on the uh That's jukebox funny, downstairs yeah. and then talking to me how big of an inf i had no idea they're that big of an influence on him oh yeah he loves but them. we talked for like two hours yeah. about nirvana and yeah. and those are conversations i wish you know i'll remember them forever yeah, but yeah. i wish they were out somewhere yeah. where you could just go queue it up and that listen to it. Nice. that's the whole thing of the podcast yeah know? uh it's been that is one thing that I will say is really nice about having been a band in the era that we are is that mm -hmm. like pretty much our whole career, there are moments online on YouTube even yeah. where, you know, uh, I can look back and like be like, oh, yeah, that that happened, yeah. you know, or that's what it looked like then. And yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, I think it'll be cool if I if I have kids at some point, yeah. which I hope to, that I'll be able to say it. Or maybe I won't want to show it to them, mm -hmm. but it'll be available for them to, yeah, to do it. Because my, my parents' lives that are like a black did. hole. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, in every country. Like, yeah, yeah. There's dad again. There's yeah, dad again. Yeah, Just yeah. YouTube forever. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's been good. I you know, like I said, like things are pretty up in the air right now. But uh, but even if it doesn't go any further than this, like sure. it was, it was still great, and you know, met really good people. And, yeah. Uh, and you traveled. Yeah, I traveled. And yeah, it was cool. I saw John for the, I mean, I hadn't seen John in years either. Yeah. Did I you saw him at Sasquatch uh, like maybe two years ago. Okay. Or it must have been two years ago. Yeah. Actually, it's where I met my girlfriend for the first time too at, oh, at okay. Sasquatch. But I saw John and yeah, I think he like at first was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And then, 
like vague recollection, but he's pretty uh, good with that. Yeah, though. no, no, no. Like, I mean, but he's uh, yeah. He, he, just, he came back pretty quick. Yeah. Like, but at first, like, he was just like, I could see that the gears turning. Like, who the yeah. fuck is this guy? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, it's it's cool, man. It's uh, it's been real cool to see those guys. You know, I can't, I can't. It's hard for me. I know you as a result of those dudes, you yeah. know, and uh, so it's it's been cool to see like shared friends do yeah do real well yeah it's awesome everyone's happy i mean everyone's you know i i i talked to john in length about i did some plumbing over at his house and yeah and uh just talking about you know how much access more than anything how much access he has now oh you know? yeah uh just stuff you'd never even believe i mean it's hilarious. Like he just did the hood to coast with Kevin Hart on his oh, team. You that's know, that's awesome. And, uh, or going to dinner with John Favreau, like, yeah. hey, you know, let's, you know, I like your stuff or yeah. your favorite show, your favorite show on TV is our fans of yours. Yeah. You know, it's just weird. And yeah. I asked him, you know, are you, are you happy? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I think so. I'm and, sure and you is. know, but he, there's a lot of stress to yeah. it. Oh, you know, yeah. and a lot of, um, things you need to, a lot of things you have to keep up in the air that, yeah. uh, I think weigh on him, but, generally i mean i think he does a great job handling it i mean that's a big position to be thrown into oh yeah real quick i mean yeah. they were together a long time but the real success came real fast yeah um yeah. so i think they were prepared i think if it happened to him three records earlier yeah it Might would have been. been a disaster yeah, yeah. but um yeah i talked you know. we i saw casey bates mm -hmm. like he was gonna do, work on our album and it didn't yeah happen but anyway but i talked to him a little bit about it and he said like yeah you know yeah. he's he's really trying to make this next one like the album that that it he like you know yeah. an amazing album right yeah. and that's that's very stressful and it is and it's I'm, amazing oh, i'm sure it. yeah i mean it's yeah 48 songs i think recorded <laughs> so insane zach and i sat and listened yeah. to it there's some singles on there oh I i'm mean, sure it's yeah. gonna be huge yeah he even on that tour i remember him you know, he would hang out and stuff, but he also was always working on stuff. Yep. Like Constantly. always, always, always had his Mac going mm -hmm. and, and would be bouncing off ideas off uh, Jason or showing Jason stuff and yeah. showing Zach stuff. And yeah, man, I mean, he, he, you know, he's a, he's the real deal is yeah. what I, yeah. what I'm trying to say with all this is that he is the real deal. He sure. is a hundred percent. And it's, it's a, he used to drive me crazy. <laughs> Sit down here, listen to this part real quick. Yeah. I'm doing something and I'm like, all right, John, let's listen to this riff. Okay. Yeah. yeah, sounds good, bud. Yeah. Go back to what I'm doing. You know, little did I know that's his just his process. Yeah. And he still does it to this day. Yeah. That's cool. Just man. grabs a guitar out of nowhere. Like, what are you doing? Oh, just yeah. check this out. Yeah, cool, John. <laughs> so then you hear it on the on the record, you're like, Oh, that was really that was really cool. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, He's a visionary. Some, yeah, some people have that yeah. uh site where they can you know, I, yeah, you can blows, see the end. Yeah. It blows me away because that's like, whenever I write music, it's way more of like a, let's put this stuff together and see what happens. Yeah. And some people can, like you said, like the, yeah. he sees the end and that's, that's always been amazing to me. So it's been cool to, um, watch, watch yeah. that happen. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I've been loving watching your guys' stuff and do what you guys are doing because I mean, it's just, it's awesome. And, yeah. and you, I mean, total freedom now. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, uh, it's been not bad. Yeah. I can say that for sure. Even good. It's been good. It's and, been and, good. And above, I mean, above all, like the support shown to us by people that care about the band mm -hmm. continually blows me away because 
I have bands like that in my life where, you know, bands like the anniversary or something where yeah. they they just did some shows again. And I, you know, so excited and yeah. would have loved to go see them. And if they play on the West coast, I will, but, uh, I never thought that there would be people out there that gave a shit about us in that same way. And so, yeah. uh, yeah, man, it's, I feel real lucky to just, um, even be, you know, whatever we were or whatever we are. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I subscribe to the, this subreddit called we are the music makers. I don't know if you're on Reddit at all, but uh -uh, no. it's like a, a subreddit for people who are interested in making music, mm -hmm. but who, who are maybe just starting out or, or still maybe not just starting out, but interested in music. And there's so many threads on there about like, how do I get my music heard and da, da, yeah. da, all this stuff. And like, that's not something that I ever worried about or then had to worry about. And, and, uh, man, so grateful for just whatever that, that was the thing that I tried to remember more than anything else in Russia. Mm -hmm. When like Tim got sent home, you know, I'm still so lucky to be in Russia playing for yeah. people and, you know, and so yeah, even with all that like stress and bitterness about that, like it was awesome to have a few moments here and there where I was like, "Fuck, this is amazing." Yeah, so, yeah, man. Uh, I sometimes I need like that. Sometimes I need to be on a podcast so I can yeah. talk out loud. There you go, man. And, See? and fucking reflect and and remind myself like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I've had uh, really cool experiences as a result of yeah music. So yeah, man. Uh, well, that's great, dude. I this has been really odd. We gotta wrap it up here, but this yeah. has been really great. Thanks, catching man. up and and I really, I mean, appreciate all the stuff you talked about. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's all the smiles and and stuff. I mean, there's some hard shit in there yeah. that that you know. I'm glad you came out on the other side yeah, and we can same. talk about it now. Yeah, you know, and and uh, I appreciate that a lot and yeah. and being candid and everything. Yeah, so. uh, I never know. Like again, like this is. I'll freely talk about it, and then Nikki sure. has to be like, "Hey, yeah. maybe don't be shouting about heroin addiction and, and angel food and fun. Like, just yeah. just turn it down a minute." Yeah. So, uh, I never know if I'm like in the right range, but I'm happy to talk about it. Man. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being on. Yeah, thanks and for, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, we'll do a part two sometime. That'd, That'd be, be good. Great. This has been great. Cool, so, man. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Of course. All right. All right, folks. That was my conversation with Andrew Forsman from the Fall of Troy. If you'd like to find out more information on the Fall of Troy, it's falloftroy.com. Uh, if you want to download OK, there's also instrumentals. And uh, as he said in the podcast, they're also going to release the stems soon so you can make your own mix of OK. So it's kind of an all-inclusive record. It's pretty cool. I don't think it's been done before that much where everyone has access to everything. And they're really big on that. So uh, give, them a, give them a buzz over there at falloftroy.com. Check it out. Download the record if you haven't already. And we'll see you next week. Take care.
Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.